0: NBA Most Valuable Player,
1: Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two oh. seconds. Middleton. Yes! Oh. Chris Middleton.
0: Back oh. hey, jumper. Got, Got it. it! Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast proudly brought to you by betonline.ag, the Eurostep, a part of the Blue Wire podcast network. I myself, Ty Windish, a part of the Eurostep hosts. The other part, Rohan Kadi, here as well to break down Milwaukee's 126-106 dismantling of the Detroit Pistons fresh off of the All-Star break. Rohan, do you feel relaxed after the All-Star break and after watching this game?
1: You know, I... I do feel relaxed because for the last couple of days I've been itching to watch the Bucks basketball. You don't really know how much you miss something until it's taken away from you and Ooh, then geez. just and then just, you know, getting to watch this absolute bloodbath. It was it was so nice. It was very relaxing.
0: It was. And the nice thing about this right now, I I, I don't know if this is maybe I'm just better at, at covering an NBA team now than I used to be. I feel like even more so than the games themselves, this the it's themselves, excuse me. There's so many other things I find interesting. Obviously, this game in itself was, I mean, like you said, just glorious. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning MVP, soon to be two-time-in-a-row MVP. 33 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals and a block, just 2 turnovers, plus 39 in 32 minutes. It felt like he played the whole second half. I tweeted with my guy Laz about this. It really felt like he played the whole second half, just 32 minutes. Chris also plays 32 minutes. He puts up 28 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, no turnovers for Chris Middleton, who shoots 11 for 18 from the field and 4 for 5 from 3-point range. He was a plus 32 in 32 minutes. So do you want a, a crazy stat right from the jump row, huh? I'm, I'm ready. Chris and Giannis outscored all of the Piston starters combined. Uh, Detroit starters I didn't have to do the math It's so lopsided They scored 20, 41 48 points combined Chris and Giannis put up A solid 61 points In just 44 minutes Which is less Than the other Than the five guys On the other side combined Oh my Um, god They just dominated They desecrated Uh, Desecrated is even a better word Mm. I think they also Out-rebounded Detroit's Giannis Giannis Pulled as many rebounds as detroit starting five.
1: That's sixteen that's for each. Something. That's uh, really oh, something.
0: speaking of rebounds, Giannis moves to number two on Milwaukee's yeah. all-time rebounding list in tonight's game. I believe he passes Bobby D. Bobby yes. Andrich, the Greyhound, yep. mm-hmm. and he's around uh, three
1: thousand behind Kareem. Yeah. Did
0: Did you see my tweet about that? I did. What? What? So the tweet is: If If I had to bet right now, if he ends up surpassing that, I would bet yes. Obviously, the implication in there is, you know, Giannis will be around for a while. He's not going to do that this year. That's a whole lot of rebounds. Uh, Rohan, which way are you going to bet on that? We're going to go all over in this podcast. I don't, uh, think, <laughs> I don't think people will be mad if we don't stick to a blow by blow narrative of this game. I think people
1: will live. I'm going to say, mm, come here. on, Rohan. I'm gonna, No, I'm going to say this. I was thinking about a different take. Um, by the time that Giannis is finished in Milwaukee, he will be number one in all major categories. Without agree. a
0: doubt. Agree. Hard to hmm. agree. You know what? Let's get to let's get to the other topic we had laid out before this game now because that was accidentally a perfect segue. So news broke today regarding Giannis' free agency from ESPN, and it wasn't all over ESPN because it was good news for the Bucks. So Tim Bontemps wrote a thing about nine chaotic moments that could shake the suddenly stable NBA. If that's not the most the jump-ass headline, I don't know what could be. But <laughs> within that, was what will Giannis do on June 30th? And of course, you worry about doom and gloom, but this is the fun part that did get quoted by. I think Bleacher Report did a thing. It, it was over a little bit, but what lead insi- league insiders expect. Given how well the Bucks are playing, every executive we spoke to expects Adetokounmpo to re-sign with Milwaukee. The Bucks are overwhelming favorites to reach the NBA Finals, and falling short of that bar looks to be the only thing that could put Milwaukee's MVP in play. I, I love that. First, the 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 difference, the 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 recognition was made that even if the Bucks somehow didn't make the finals, which is possible, but certainly as the piece said, they are favorites to go. It's still not like if the Bucks don't make the finals, Giannis is gone. There's never been that hard line. And people say that like it's something that has come from Giannis's camp. It hasn't. Giannis wants to play for a winner. You know, a playoff failure in the early rounds is something that could persuade Giannis to not sign the extension or to leave. Never has it been said that it would. So the piece reflects that. That's been something consistent that we've heard every single step of the way. But I think the most... And it's the opposite of damning. The most pleasing takeaway from the report. Every single league executive they talk to, you'd have to assume, you know, a decent amount of them for this piece said they think Giannis is staying. I mean, we've seen teams gearing up for 2021. Obviously, teams are want to be ready to somehow, you know, welcome Giannis in or sign and trade for him or whatever. But, Rohan, how are you feeling about every league executive polled for this ESPN piece saying they think Giannis is sticking around this summer.
1: I mean, obviously it's good to hear, but we we know this isn't really a surprise, right? We do. We yeah. do. Not we everyone do. does. We do. We know this is not really... I mean, to be fair, we're going to be the only ones that know about this because the thumbnail yeah. for this uh, article is Eric Pascal and Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> and this is... You have to scroll like... Uh, down half of ESPN's NBA page to get to this and then scroll halfway down the actual piece to get to this piece of information um but yeah it's it's not that surprising it's obviously great to hear that league executives who are still like even in the paragraph above saying that oh all leagues like not there's not a lot of motion going around in the NBA because teams are trying to like get the chance to save cap space for Giannis but and those same executives think that he's not leaving. Yeah, like that's, that's just that's funny. just beautiful.
0: It is beautiful. I mean, I've said this before. Like, this is something where I've decided to interpret thirsty teams vying for Giannis as I'm just going to take it as a compliment now. Uh, everybody is implicitly saying they know they can't really be that great without him. That's that's how damn good he is. The whole league is just going to circle him thirstily. Go ahead, enjoy it. I think my favorite part is teams are actively making themselves not as good as they could right now in hope of getting Giannis later. Like the Heat. Which this they
1: is... don't even think they have a chance of. Well, Yeah, well, yeah, exactly.
0: All these execs don't even think he's leaving in the first place. But at the whatever small percentage chance that they could get Giannis, they are giving up on the chance to beat Giannis's team now, which to me seems very counterintuitive. If you want Giannis to leave, your best bet, if you are, let's say, the Miami Heat,
1: is to beat Giannis. That, that's
0: the one thing oh, that man. might be hey, able to do well, it. Well,
1: they got Andre Iguodala. That means they're finals favorites, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. But <laughs> the funny thing, I mentioned the
0: Heat on purpose. They refused to extend Danilo Gallinari in a trade into the summer of 2021 and give him guaranteed money that year because they want to to have cap space that summer. And there are other free agents in 2021, mind you. You know, I, I don't want to ignore that. It's a very loaded class, even outside of Giannis. But... The thought of, like, giving up on a chance, which you, don't, you never know how long your window's going to be open. That's true for the Bucks. It's certainly true for the Miami Heat, who have quietly been abysmal on defense for the last month. Not improving your roster right now to leave that room open to get Giannis, just to have Giannis trounce you in the playoffs, probably I don't know. I it's I'm fine with those moves. Uh, every time yeah, it's, somebody it's says, everybody t- every time somebody says they're not going to take on you know a Kevin Love, a Danilo Gallinari, whoever it is, because they need that 2021 space for Giannis. I just go okay, sure. <laughs> don't don't acquire anybody. You know that what? Works. Just just keep that space. You know what? You should cut some guys loose. Honestly, mm-hmm.
1: you never you know, know how much space you're going to get. You exactly. don't know if they're going to make max contracts bigger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Toronto, send Siakam to like. Uh, let me, what's the least threatening? Sacramento. Phoenix. <laughs> pretty much the same. <laughs> Send him out to one of those non-Warriors, non-Lakers, non-Clippers, Southwest teams. Send him out there. That's that's just fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but that's, yeah, uh, I agree with you. Um, the, the honest staying versus going parameters have been very, very well known. Um, I think the biggest news there is the league execs part that we've been hitting pretty hard. I think that is a, a fun bit of information. I guess while we're doing the whole Giannis staying or going, which I feel like we don't hit that often, so it's probably good to address. I mean, it is something that people are going to talk about, but I'm glad we don't go out of our way to talk about it. Uh, how did you feel about the? I could the the brothers Giannis oh, about hoping playing in Milwaukee you would mention this. or I was or hoping. LA?
1: Go off, King. Uh, <laughs> He's such a good brother, isn't he? Uh, yes, he's I'm, such okay, a good brother. I can brother. tell we read this the exact same way. Go he ahead. He just guaranteed Kosas job.
0: Yeah, somewhere at least, at least somewhere.
1: No, <laughs> he, he's going to remain a Laker. <laughs> like he just he, he set that in stone by saying that. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it's like if you're saying, like, oh, we want to team up either in Milwaukee or LA. News flash to people that read that quote they have teamed up in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the there's already is two on of them.
1: the roster.
0: <laughs> there's three Adetacupo brothers playing in the city of Milwaukee right now compared to one in LA. And I don't think all three of them are going to move uh, to join Costas or Costas's super team.
1: Yeah, I just. He, he He's guaranteeing his brother an NBA contract, and that's beautiful. He's guaranteeing <laughs> all of his brother's NBA contracts for so the that's foreseeable a... future, for his entire NBA <laughs> career, so they can cling to this one chance of him bringing, like, him and his brothers to this that market, even though they already think he's not going to leave. It's just it's amazing.
0: Even though there's a quote from some 2K19 presser where I think actually Colin Cowherd asked Giannis if he would ever go to play in LA. Giannis is like, no, I would never. I want to win in Milwaukee. I love Giannis, but um, so I, I like your read on it a lot. That's that's a really fun. That's that's uh honestly maybe I'm not giving Giannis enough credit. That's the smarter move. For me, like the way I when I listened to it, when I first heard it, I kind of brushed it off, and then the video came out where like Yahoo Sports or whoever like ran the clip back and played it again after he said L.A. To me, I just got it as like he was giving uh, Costas some respect, like you know we'll all join up around one of us, like he was like giving him that agency of like yeah one of us will get all the others on their team, like like as like as if Giannis isn't you know the center of the Adetokoumbro universe. He, obviously he is, but Giannis isn't the type of guy to be like, everyone's going to come to me. You know, that, that. I don't know. That that was my read of it, that he was like, you know, we could like, and any one of us could, could bring the rest to play with him because we're all more or less on the same level. When we know basketball-wise, they're certainly not. But it seems like, I mean, we all know Giannis's number one thing in life is family and winning. And I just thought he was kind of giving the, the implicit dap to, to his brother there. Like, you know, it doesn't always just have to be everybody doing what I do. Maybe we'll go do what Kostas That's what no, we all that's know a, That's he's a not.
1: good read. I didn't really think about that that much.
0: I, I like to psychoanalyze like an idiot. <laughs> but anyway. Hey, at um, least we have
1: a platform to talk about it.
0: We, we do. We do. Thank you to the... Uh, to the blue wire podcast network and thank you to our sponsor betonline.ag rohan rolling up the perfect segue for me there let's just go ahead and take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor betonline.ag that is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all things sports i'm just waiting for the honest staying line uh, so i can just withdraw as much money as possible Maybe uh, take out, I don't have a mortgage, a first mortgage, but I always hear people say take a second mortgage. Maybe I can do that somehow. Uh, Put that on the honest staying. But until then, March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day are right around the corner. Spring training starts this week, somehow. Uh, This weekend, I mean. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all your latest news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's completely free to sign up. The best part about it is when you sign up, you receive that 50% welcome bonus. That is free cash. The Wilder Fury rematch goes down on Saturday night, and we can't think of a better way to wager on the fight or Buck Sixes, which will also be a slugfest on Saturday night, than doing it with actual free money. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up. It's super easy. And if you're already into betting, this is a fantastic way to support the Eurostep, which everyone wants to support the Eurostep, right? Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Rohan looking back at this Bucks Pistons beatdown, share with me something you enjoyed from this game there should be a whole lot of
1: options I don't think you're gonna guess what I'm about to say but one thing I really enjoyed seeing was Eric Bledsoe being staggered against Giannis and Middleton oh I love this because we we've talked about this before we've started to see it a little more recently but today in this game we saw a great bledsoe game what did he finish Mm -hmm. with here uh wrong tab 19 points (laughs) six assists four rebounds only one turnover to go along with two steals and one block plus two steals
0: feels low i swear and like watching intently in like a four minute span i watched him get two steals right there
1: and that was in 26 and a half minutes he was confident so and while you would expect that from such a lesser opponent, you tend to see that more when he's on his own. When he's playing against second units, when he has second unit guys around him where he's clearly the guy. Because when Giannis and Middleton are out there, he's the third, he's the third guy. He, like, Giannis and Middleton obviously come first in the pecking order. Mm -hmm. But when it's him on his own, he has the confidence to do whatever he wants and be the talented player that we know he is. And we saw that, again, like a lot tonight. I can't think of a three or, like, four to five-minute stretch where it was all three of them except for, like, the start.
0: Yeah, and maybe you're on the end-ish. I mean, if you just add their minutes up, they played more than 48 combined. But, um Certainly, we we love to see that. Um, was a great Bledsoe game. Uh, he was. He needs to walk this this very tightrope line of like playing with a lot of energy. You know, jumping some passing lanes. I think really, the best thing for Bledsoe is if he uses a lot more energy on defense than he does offensively, because I feel like I very rarely see Bledsoe, you know, go for a steal and miss so badly that it really hurts the team. I feel like I don't see him make. Those high effort, high energy defensive mistakes. Most of the time, when you see Bledsoe exerting a lot of energy on defense, it's a very good thing. Meanwhile, sometimes on the other end, he'll get a little out of control, and and then he'll he'll press, he'll drive, and he doesn't have a lane. He'll turn the ball over, etc. He'll take a really bad three. Um, so I think Bledsoe, just in general, going forward, if he's using more of his his energy, more of his focus on defense, and then just really taking what comes to him on offense, you know, open threes get to the basket around a defender when you have one on one with a bit of space, if if it's not the best perimeter guy, obviously open driving lanes. I think that's the real recipe for success with Bledsoe. I think he definitely played within himself on offense tonight, although he did stunt a little bit as well. It's a really a really fun Bledsoe game. I don't mind him, you know, taking a chance here or there on a on a bold shot, but just not too much of that, especially all in a row. Um, but certainly I love to see him staggered with Giannis. I, I think if you keep like two of the Giannis, Chris, George Hill, Bledsoe, Dante DiVincenzo group out there at all times. I love that the group just keeps getting bigger. More and more bucks are proving themselves to be awesome this year. Um, but as long as you have two of those guys out there, I'm not as worried about throwing a lot of other bench guys. Speaking of George Hill, his triumphant return yes, tonight fine. from the hamstring. I thought he looked good. Um, classic George Hill. Didn't Certainly didn't overexert himself, but... In 20 minutes, he was a plus 10. He scored four points, three assists, three steals, one rebound. George Hill was active on defense, too. Uh, one for two from the field, two for two from three. I mean, I don't know if there's too much you can really say about the performance. It was very classic George Hill low-key, but good I'd to just two see him for back two out two there. from three? No, two for two from the line. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> yeah, he only had four points. Two for two from the free throw line. But uh just a classic, steady George Hill game. He looked good out there, he looked good defensively. I'm excited to to see him out there more. It's it's just fun and, and as the whichever Bucks coach it was at halftime, I forget, I don't remember, said he just stabilizes the team. It's it's hard to agree more.
1: Yeah, we hadn't seen him since January twenty eighth, which it is it's been too long. Seven games in a row. It felt like a million. I really did miss him. No, I really did too because he's such a stabilizing force on the offensive end. And we know, like, the main draw to him for, like, people who aren't really big Bucks people is that, oh, he's the league's best three-point shooter. He didn't take a single three, and yet he impacted the game. That's just how you know that George Hill is such a key piece to this tradition. And they really missed him. Like, obviously they were winning games when he wasn't... uh, Actually they weren't winning to their normal standard. They went five and two in that stretch. Horrible but, stretch for the Bucks. Honestly. I don't know what they're doing out there. But yeah, like they it's they've proven that they do kinda need him to be that over the top, overwhelming favorite to win the title, or at least make the finals. But he's back now, so that loss doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um it's just good to see him looking good out there um i guess we, we're gonna have to talk about the new bucks bullying the old bucks at some point but i want to get to another more i guess important thing uh marvin's room versus Urson. so i think unfortunately pretty much everyone would agree ursan got the majority of the minutes in this one and as sort of the backup four but really it was a we was not a lot of bench minutes to go around i mean george hill played the most at 20 then dante played 18 then robin lopez played 15 ersan and pat tie at 14 minutes and then marvin williams at nine minutes rough offensive night for marv takes two threes misses both of them but in nine minutes marv puts up no points two steals one assist one rebound he continues just looks so fluid out there i keep thinking he's like I'm like, who is this random small forward? Like, he moves quickly. He moves well. He doesn't look like an older veteran. He doesn't look like a four, really, which is a positive. Not in a bad way, but a positive with how mobile he is, which is sort of the anti-Ursan. Ursan Ursan also was zero points in his 14 minutes. Didn't even attempt a shot. Uh, One foul, two steals, two rebounds. Not a horrible Ursan game, but Ursan minus 10 in his minutes. Marv minus three in his. Um, What are your takes on Marvin's room versus... Or sanity.
1: Well, I mean, it was it was a rough first game, <laughs> uh, but I agree with you. It's it was really refreshing to see Marvin Williams out there, and like I think it was, I think the reason that he didn't really get into garbage time is one who knows like how his conditioning is because he was stuck in Charlotte for so long, um, <laughs> and then you know All Star Break and that. And um, maybe he's still getting acclimated to the system because I know we talked last time after his debut. He looked a little out of place to begin. He didn't really know where he was supposed to be. And that's to be expected because he had just joined the team two days prior. Mm -hmm. Um, But tonight, it's just like his... He should have had two assists, by the way. Giannis just missed the layup. But those were were gorgeous passes, weren't they? (laughs) You just... Oh, what were they? Just finding cutters in the lane, both of them to Giannis, and then just, they were just so pretty. Like, he reads the game so well, and that's what you need in your vets, and that's what you need in your rotation come playoff time. Can Ursan do that? Like, those two passes, can Ursan make those passes? You think? Maybe, maybe. Have but... we ever seen him do that? <laughs>
0: not really. So let's say no then. <laughs> <laughs> Fair.
1: So like and... if if Ursan can't do things like that, he's not going to really fit into what the ceiling of this team is. And I know we're quabbling over a backup four, especially a backup to the position where, Where your MVP is, and when it matters most, is going to be playing a lot of minutes. But, those minutes do matter, and I think that Marvin Williams should take those minutes really away from Ursan, because it's a small sample size, and Marvin hasn't really been doing great in those minutes to so far, like statistically, but I just think his feel for the game and his track record as a player will show that he is more than deserving.
0: No, I think so, certainly. And in addition to your playmaking points, he's just going to be better defensively against oh, real Oh, that's, that's, real not, that's forwards. not a question. Yeah, I mean, that's just. Urson's just not mobile enough. Um, you know, if he's guarding a big, it's fine. But I think really the reason that the backup four is more important than just playing the. Like in the playoffs, like 15 to 8 or less minutes behind Giannis, we're not going to see all of Giannis' minutes come at the four. We're going to see some of them come at the five. Mm -hmm. But it's like those lineups more and more and more. And all of a sudden, the backup four could become basically the starting four in those lineups. And that is, is an important role. So... If you get Marvin Williams in there instead, who can guard real wings, especially those who are going to be at the four, which usually isn't the most athletic, but they're just athletic y. And he's shooting 50 ish percent from the corners and actually finding shots there, which not a ton of Bucks shoot from the corners all that often. Now, all of a sudden, you have the three, four, five of Chris Middleton, Marvin Williams, and Giannis Adetacumbo. That is a really dangerous, potent lineup for the Bucks. And of course, you throw in. I mean, you have options at the one and two. Of, of course, there's Eric Bledsoe, there's Dante DiVincenzo, there's George Hill, there's uh, Wes Matthews. Like there's, there's a lot of players you can throw in those spots and just move them around a little bit. But Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver, I guess, sure. But all of a sudden, if you only have to worry about two of those spots, and you can get some real length and, and size and versatility on those big three spots, literally the bigger three spots... And, it, of course, you had the Lopez brothers as well. Terrific, terrific players. They both played pretty well tonight. Brook only made one for five from three, but at least he made one. Um, that's just like your small ball groups become
1: devastating
0: at that point, which is that's what you like to see. That's what we like to see on the, uh, on the Euro step. I have a, a wild stat for you. I just saw it tweeted. Oh,
1: I, I, think, we, I think we have the same stat.
0: <laughs> it, was it posted in
1: the Eurogroup Discord?
0: Uh, yes, it was. Okay, so first shout out to the Eurogroup Discord of course. It's it's in the outro as well, but uh Lowland shared this one. My man's Lowland uh asked is this good? It is good. Uh we'll say definitively it is good, but uh you know, tweet at Rohan or I at windish at Arcadi Junior with a screenshot of you listening to this episode to get in on the Eurogroup Discord. We talk bucks every single game and outside of them, but especially during the games. I I put this in there during this game. I missed it. I miss the Discord. It's fun to be in there and talk Bucks with uh, like minded Bucks people. But here's the stat Mike Vorkanov of The Athletic NYC tweets Giannis Adetacumbo has seven games this season of 30 plus points and 15 plus rebounds in 32 minutes or less after he had 33 and 16 in 32 minutes tonight against the Pistons. The rest of the NBA has seven of those games combined. Nobody else, no other player, has more than two total in the last two seasons. So this year, Giannis has done this seven times. The rest of the league combined has done it seven times. And no other player in the NBA over the last two years has done it more than twice. I mean, I think that pretty much sums up how dominant Giannis has been Without needing to play regular starter, not to mention star minutes.
1: Well, yeah, because they're just beating down teams because Giannis <laughs> is so dominant. Because when Giannis gets in the game, and he's just he's going off like he did today against the Pistons, and he's been going off all year. Like he's averaging 30, 15, and six, and I I think that's <laughs> true, in like 31 minutes a game. I'll pull it up while you talk. Like that's that's just insane you like that's not normal (laughs) that's the opposite of normal like we we're starting to take this for granted a little bit that's that's not normal like that that's why he's the he's going to be a back-to-back mvp you might even should be unanimous yeah i was about to say that he should be unanimous um but you want to before
0: this game uh, okay so they'll go up but Giannis is averaging 30 points, 13.5 rebounds, 5.8 assists, 1.1 steals, and 1.1 blocks in 30.9 minutes per game while shooting 54.9% from the field and 31.3% from deep. Just 61.4% from the line, the charity stripe, which that one is sort of an issue. But all of the counting numbers, completely ridiculous. I'm pretty sure... This is another season that's never been done before, which
1: oh no, Giannis, it 100 is. Giannis
0: mm-hmm. does that like every year now, which mm-hmm. that in itself is something that we probably don't talk about enough. I mean, just a ridiculous
1: level of dominance. Mm-hmm. And do you want to hear a fun stat about the Bucks in general? I do. Uh, so this is from at stats, stats by stats. The Bucks have scored 110-plus points and made 10-plus three-pointers in 16 straight games. Oh, my goodness. The longest streak in NBA history. Ooh. The previous long was 15. Which was the Bucks earlier this season? Oh, oh, I was
0: waiting for it. I love it. I love that that two piece. Funny part is tonight they barely got there. Actually,
1: not a good three point shooting night from the Bucks. And yet they still won by twenty.
0: Yeah, they were ten for thirty three, so they just barely got there. Shot thirty percent. Only Chris was really that good. Chris was the only one who was above fifty percent from three point range in this game. He had four of their ten makes. But speaking of Chris Middleton before we get to the, uh, the new Bucks beating down the old Bucks, Put this guy on the All-NBA team, one of them. 28 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists tonight, having his best season by far on the best team in the NBA, the team that is, I mean, as we've said, killing other teams. Not just beating, killing other teams. Coming into tonight's game, Chris averaging 20 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal per game. But if you look at those per 36 numbers, 25 points, 7.5 rebounds, 5 assists, 1.2 steals. Shooting, 50.1% from the field, 43.8% from three, 90.2% from the charity stripe. Again, those numbers are going up. He was better than that tonight. That's an all-NBA player. He has to be on one of these teams. We're going to talk about this going forward. We want to keep this on people's minds. But, no doubt about it. Chris Middleton is a very deserving All NBA forward this
1: season. I agree 100%. And like you said, I'm sure we'll talk about this more as the uh, voting comes ever closer. So, do we want to talk? All right. Do we want to talk New Bucks versus Old Bucks?
0: Let's do it. I mean, we already kind of covered the New Bucks. Um, the Old Bucks, though, not looking great. Uh, I'll say
1: this just to start off. It was nice to see Brandon Knight play basketball. I don't remember the last time I saw Brandon Knight play basketball. It wasn't that nice for Brandon Knight. (laughs) It wasn't that nice for him. I'm in the camp with you that Kyle Korver took his all-star spot in 15. Undeserved Mm all-star for Kyle Korver, no doubt. I think I wrote like an angry email to the NBA or something. (laughs) I think you did. I wrote an angry column. Yeah, uh, it was, yeah. That was, that was, ugh, I still shudder thinking about that. But yeah, Brandon Knight, he played 12 minutes, which is funny because like in the four games like that he acquired him, he only played one of those games and scored like three points. They needed him for this one. Mm-hmm. For him to score a grand total of zero <laughs> points in 12 minutes. Um, yeah, not, not very good. No, no, no. Zero yeah, for
0: three. All of his shots were threes, three turnovers. Which is three more than his total points, one more than his assists, two mm. more than the his The highlight as many. of his night
1: was probably him smiling and talking to Eric Bledsoe while Christian Wood was taking a free throw. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: probably true. He had as many turnovers as points plus assists plus rebounds, which is not good. Um, so yeah, that's the saddest former Buck. Uh, John Henson? kind of reminding me why I wanted to really cape for him and, and did cape for him a bit as a buck but always kind of knew he wasn't going to be a great center like fine numbers I mean if you look six six points four rebounds an assist and a block yeah, in 15 minutes with Robin Lopez at one point. he <laughs> lost the hook off he got bullied by the Lopez <laughs> brothers like he is not nearly strong enough <laughs> he was getting pushed around so was Christian Wood who's like decently strong and C Wood. Had the best numbers of the former Bucks, 18 points. Uh, shot a lot of free throws. Christian Wood gets a nice whistle. But 18 points, 11 boards, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 4 turnovers, 5 fouls. Uh, 4 for 10 from the field, 1 for 5 from 3-point range. Single-handedly tanking his efficiency numbers in this game. But just was not really able to make that much of a difference. I mean, the Pistons were only minus 5 with him on, which is actually pretty good considering the rest of the game. But... Again, it's just, like, it's so hard to, for me to imagine a role where Christian Wood can do the stuff he does on a very good team. Like, it just feels like he needs the ball a lot. He doesn't always impact the game as much defensively. And, I mean, I saw it with the Herd. He was on that Herd team a lot that, that was under 500. Uh So... I don't know, fine night for Seawood, cut the points and rebounds averages up at least, get that money he this kept, summer. He
1: kept Giannis engaged. He's probably the reason that Giannis played 31 minutes, 32 minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was partly, partially that, him and Thon. And, and Giannis was having fun going at uh, Dumbuya, who really, really wanted to play well against Giannis, really didn't. Uh, he has eight points on eight shots, a bunch of other stats, minus 19, team worst. Um, But, yeah, I think Giannis is having fun kind of pulling some of these. Yeah,
1: they just – they have no one that can really match up with them. No? I mean, no no team does. But the Pistons just don't have it.
0: Which is funny because they have a few, like, long athletic guys who – like, if you really looked from very far away, mm-hmm. you could probably go, like, oh, maybe like from maybe, the moon. <laughs> maybe farther. Um, like, maybe Christian Wood and Thonmaker. And, nah, they're, they're, and they're Seko's not, a rookie, but maybe him, and they, they just way, didn't have a chance. They're not they they're no,
1: strong enough. No, like, no, that's, none of them that's the problem when you put, like, long athletic guys on them. You think, like, oh, it's going to be in like athletically match up. No, Giannis is just way too strong. Yeah,
0: either he's too strong or he's too fast, or you're one of like three defenders in the entire league who are close enough to that combo mm-hmm. to sort of stay in front
1: of yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, noted a uh, great defender, Andre Iguodala, just got his ankles broken by Trey Young. By the
0: way, <laughs> I I hear he's been getting cooked in that game. Uh, yeah, not exactly a needle-moving trade there. Um, I will say quickly as we talk Pistons and we did we skip any? Uh, Tony Snell was good. Ten points, six yeah. shots.
1: It's it was really interesting to see. I know I've seen last tweet about this a couple of times, but it's just like it's nice to see Tony Snell like sort of grow as a ball handler. Like he was running a bunch of pick and rolls and you and like making good passes and reads out of it. Like you you didn't see that two assists? That. Yeah, you didn't really see that with him in Milwaukee. So it's good to see Tony Snell growing. You know, always always it is. root for Tony Snow. always root for all of these guys, even though they suck. But
0: Tony could probably come back and be the twelfth guy, thirteenth guy next year.
1: I mean, I don't. I think I think the problem was that he just made too much money. Like,
0: yeah, no, was, I mean, like once he hits free agency, yeah, for sure. That's the only reason they, they had to get. Yeah, that's rid that's the him. only
1: reason he's not on the team anymore. Like he would be. He's he's a good player, and he'd still be a great player on this team. He just you know things. Yeah, happen.
0: just didn't work out. Yep that that summer. Um, Bruce Brown is interesting good yeah. game for Bruce Brown 32 minutes shot seven for 10 from the field one for two from deep basically like a defensive minded wing they're making a point guard and shockingly to me it's working he had 16 points 10 rebounds six assists no turnovers really good game for Bruce Brown I think out of all the Pistons certainly all the Pistons who played like Luke Kennard is good if he's ever gets healthy again I think he was the best one so shout out to uh, to Bruce Brown
1: no yeah for sure <laughs> great yeah it was just a great game uh, from yeah wow i really lost yeah, my train of thought there not,
0: <laughs> not great enough that's fine i mean listen uh there's only so i mean I, there's, there's a decent amount of things to take away from this i think partially like you said earlier it's just fun to watch the bucks play again and it's even more fun that they get to just beat up on her east in detroit uh in this game back and as someone pointed out on twitter kind of a disrespectful comparison to the wisconsin herd who are on top of the g league oh (laughs) we should probably talk about the herd's roster move oh yes that's kind of a big deal so the herd had a spot actually they could have opened up they could have signed a player for like a week um because jalen adams is with team usa congrats to jalen but they actually waived a player brandon mccoy and shouts to jordan tresky who kind of tipped me on this when we sort of worked on it together uh, they waive Brandon McCoy the same day Justin Patton signs in the G League and I was able to confirm this morningslash afternoon ish, right around the line between morning and afternoon, if you must know. The Herd is adding Justin Patton. The Herd announced that tonight during the Bucks game, I believe. Yeah, it was. Um Justin Patton, if you don't know, I believe was a first round pick a few years ago, he was bounced around the NBA, but he really was, he was part was of having... the
1: Jimmy Butler trade, if I believe that's correct yeah I think he was but I think he
0: was even I think he started on the Hawks
1: Wait, no. oh and he yep, was, hurt was and he selected ended up going Chicago from the Hawks. no Patton was selected by the Chicago Bulls with the 16th pick and traded to Minnesota for Jimmy Butler
0: oh I'm thinking of Adrian Payne excuse me <laughs> yeah you're right you're right so uh, but Patton's bounced around a little bit and then he was part of the second um, Jimmy
1: Butler trade as well
0: <laughs> which is like poor guy <laughs> not the not the roster moves you want to be known for Um but he was really hitting a hitting a groove with the Oklahoma City Blue uh, this season before he got traded in a salary dump. OKC okay, so got something to send him to Dallas, and then Dallas waived him. But with the Blue, he was averaging 12 points, 8 rebounds, over 3 assists, and over 3 blocks per game. Um, really making an impact at that center spot. I mean, the points and the rebounds are fine, but you add in 3 assists and 3 blocks. That's high in both of those numbers. Certainly seems like... He'll be able to move the ball, fit in with the herd. Losing Brandon McCoy is tough. Uh he's really developed. He was a very young player last year with the herd. He certainly was getting better, but catching a lot of DNPs lately, even against like big centers, the herd was rather would rather just play Jamario Jones at the five uh after Dragon Bender got released by the Bucks. So I think certainly if you look at it just from an on the court the rest of this season perspective, which the herd should, uh certainly in the driver's seat to to go to and, and make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Huge upgrade to go from a guy catching, you know, DNP CDs to Justin Patton, who I think will probably start. That's not sourced, uh, that's just me spitballing. But once he gets acclimated with the team, and he's going to add a lot. I mean, the herd's new best five of Frank Mason, Jalen Adams, Cam Reynolds, Jamario Jones, and Justin Patton that is a hell of a G League lineup. Like, I'm very excited now to watch the herd play on Sunday. That's going to be a very fun basketball game. So, shout out to the herd front office, which has been crushing it this season, yeah. And shout out to you for getting it.
1: Thank you. you. Got the news. Thank you very
0: much. I did. I did. It, it, the tidal scoop. wave continues. The tidal wave continues. Indeed, we got to get you up here for a herd game one of these times. We right really on. do. I really need to make the trek. That'd be so much fun. We'll make it happen. We'll, we'll talk offline about that eventually, but not eventually. We'll talk offline soon, but we'll
1: make that happen. Um, I don't. Do you have anything else? Is there anything uh, else to I cover? I think I mentioned this on Monday. Can we can we talk a little bit about how Pat got robbed?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Pat certainly got robbed. Although, I don't think he would have won. I think after the first round, though, or like the first two dunks, however it's classified, I think he had a case to be in there over Aaron
1: Gordon. He really did. Aaron Gordon did the same dunk.
0: He just kept jumping over Chance the Rapper, which isn't even it's impressive. Not, it's
1: not impressive. It's not Christian no one cares Ellis, about and Chance the it's rapper. not Giannis. Like uh, sure, it's in Chicago, but chance is tiny. Like, who, like who cares? We we know what you can do, Aaron Gordon. Chance the Ra- jumping over Chance the rapper is not very impressive. I say that as a guy who like you can't do that, but like
0: <laughs> I can barely do what Marcus Johnson did and jump over two tacos, and that's not <laughs> considering the dunk
1: part of it. Just jumping over the tacos Shout out to Marcus Johnson, sixty-four years old, still dunking. What that's a incredible. legend! Uh, but yeah. Like Pat, like if Dwight Howard's Superman dunk got what was it a forty nine or something or forty six? I can't even remember. I was just upset, but he was. I think high. it was a forty eight or forty nine. It was higher than what Pat got on his first dunk. Yeah, over Yelich, which was just egregious.
0: I do think if Pat had listened to either of our suggestions for the first dunk, really and should've. then done the same second dunk, he would have went to the second round.
1: Honestly, like he should have. Yeah, he should have brought out all the MVPs. And you should have what hit? Uh, what have Yelich hit a baseball?
0: Yeah, that. So yours was jump over all the bucks, the the Wisconsin MVPs, which obviously would have been sick. Mine was have Yelich hit a pop up somehow. They would have had to practice this one a lot. But Christian Yelich can do anything. Uh, hit a pop up with the baseball bat uh, and and have have Pat dunk it. That would have been freaking sweet. Even if you have to get like a modified bat or whatever. That dunk would have been epic
1: it would have been amazing but i just i can't believe dwight was in the contest i don't know why i'm so upset about this but (laughs) i don't know why dwight was in the dunk contest to begin with and he just goes and steals for like his entire career continues to steal Shaq's superman thing and then just does a worse version of his superman dunk which what from like a decade ago and that gets a 49 yeah i just i don't understand he just he just Finished Nelly up one-handed. That's all he did.
0: It was a great dunk, but yeah, it was like it wasn't. It wasn't a groundbreaking dunk. It certainly wasn't. Over Giannis, hit the backboard,
1: dunk it. That was ugh. Like that that's a nuts a, dude, dunk. That, that was deserving of a fifty, but the first one was better. I yeah, I, I have no idea why I'm still talking about this.
0: Uh. <laughs> I am glad that Pat showed out. Honestly, and I've said this I said this on the Bucks Starts here. I said this on my guy Maggio's pod three to the dome. Shouts to him. Bucks did well enough on All Star Weekend. They didn't win any of their stuff, which that part's thinks, but like Chris, before messing up in the second round, he beats someone in the first round. He beats SGA. He didn't go out round one. That's good. Pat doesn't finish last. Giannis keeps it close against a much a very stacked team. Uh, a lot of his teammates coaching just plain let, let him down. Yeah, coaching and his teammates let him down for sure. Um, so yeah, you know, I was fine with All Star Weekend, and it was the game was super fun for yeah, sure.
1: It was actually it was very enjoyable. There were no like crazy Giannis highlights for the first time in like what seems forever.
0: Well, I'm in mean the blocks. Oh, that's true. The LeBronx. the blocks, the <laughs> blocks.
1: Yeah, he got the he got the two on LeBron and the one dunk stuff on AD.
0: The the first LeBron block on the fadeaway post up that was the moment IMO. Mm-hmm. Like that was
1: that was special. That's like LeBron's like I've gotten the shot up against everyone my entire career, and then you just and then Giannis just like okay, no, you you can't do that against me.
0: Yeah, no, Giannis is like not against me. You haven't. Mm-hmm. They fun hopefully
1: stuff. we'll see them play another uh, two at least two, at least two times. Two times because they have one more game against the Lakers.
0: Yeah, I knew that. Oh, like finals. like the finals. Yeah. Well, that would be like at least five then.
1: I'm saying I'm <laughs> saying at least two because that means you okay. get to yeah, the finals. Okay, yeah, that means they're <laughs> officially sure. okay.
0: Okay, I'll allow it i'm i'm picking nits now i'm late in the podcast i'm picking nits. i'm being rude sorry um, oh oh, i I get what you're saying now it's (laughs) late (laughs) it's late by washed hours
1: oh man this podcast has gone off the rails (laughs) bring it back on bro i think it's that time do we have anything else we wanted to hit really I, i
0: i think we hit it out of the park to uh to talk about what Christian Yellich does.
1: Ooh, okay. Well, with that, I guess we Ooh. can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Eurostep Podcast. If you're like Ty mentioned earlier, really like talking bucks with like-minded people, join the Eurostep Discord. Like Ty said earlier, again, tweet me or Ty a picture of you listening to podcast, and we'll make sure to get you in there. We talk great Bucks basketball. We just we talk everything. We're a great community. I'd say, would you say we're a great community, Ty? I would certainly agree with that.
0: I would <laughs> like that's wholeheartedly an un- that's an endorse that. it it, probably Mm
1: -hmm. well if you want to get in on that like i said just tweet me or tie a picture and we'll get you in um yeah but again thank you for listening to this episode if you did like this podcast maybe you know just maybe check out other podcasts on the blue wire podcast network i can attest they're all great like ty was just on Maggio's pod three to the dome the other day that was fantastic i think he just had spice adams on as well
0: um Yeah, I think I think that was today's one. I retweeted it, but I haven't gotten to go listen yet. I'm gonna do that though. Mm-hmm. Gotta gotta support the, the friends in, in the content
1: biz. Yeah, and just like all the podcasts around the Blue Wire Podcast Network, like we, we clown on Laz, but Pistons versus everyone is is good. <laughs> um like good Pistons content, great overall content, just all the podcasts across the network. Just keep supporting us, keep supporting all the other podcasts, rate and review on your platform of choice, and I guess we will talk to you next time.